You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, I am your host, Alistair Justin Black, and welcome to Theater in the Black. Theater in the Black, in cahoots with the Afro-Existential Podcast, welcomes your apprehensive listening as we present Act 2 of the audio podcast play, Deadweight, A Journey in Afro-Existentialism. It is a black comedy about an old American family trying to move up in the world, and it was written especially for Theater in the Black by Blaine Tima. It is brought to you in part by new Afro-existential fancy wine. Are you fancy? Then enjoy life one sip at a time. This is Tanya Pinkins, and you're listening to the Afro-Existential Podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network. Check out the trailer for my debut directorial film, Red Pill. We are a majority in this country, and we're going to win the election. Do you know what the red pill is? A red pill is someone who infiltrates a group and then destroys them from the inside. This place is spooky. Some people like to live dangerously. Gas, why are you so jumpy tonight? You know what, guys? I'm gonna go back tomorrow. Did you hear about the preacher woman that attacked a father and son hunting down here? I don't see the case. This place creeps me out. I think we should call the sheriff's office. We die, but we take some of them with us. No. Oh, yes. Anywhere you go in the world, there will always be a certain place where people on their way up in the world cross paths with people on their way down in the world. Oh, yes. Now the family in this particular story, well, they've slipped down a bit, and now they're stuck somewhere in the middle. No. When last we saw them, Brady had choked on his chicken. Georgina had called upon her ancestors via her old Ouija board to give her a sign. Oh, yes. Anything else? However, the only sign Oliver needed was a big fat money sign. <laughs> Georgina's sister Helen came out to the hood to borrow a priceless family heirloom for her daughter's wedding day. Georgina came out and told Helen that she had hawked the family jewels for her son's college fees. And in a very emotional scene, Oliver came out of the closet as a proud, trans-affluent man and encouraged his mother to do the same. And apparently Colt is not the baby's daddy. Oh, yes. 
And now you're all caught up for Act 2 of Dead Weight, A Journey in Afro-Existentialism. First thing out of Helen's big mouth was a crack. I'm not gonna be eating any of that contaminated cake. How is that a crack? I've never been healthier in my life. Weren't you pretending to be sick? Not from Zika, Oliver. So I just generally look like I'm on death's door waiting to get in? <laughs> is that what you two think? Then she kept saying I was making a box cake. How is that a crack? Insinuating I can't make a real cake from scratch. You just had to be there. Tone is everything. I know tone. I taught her tone. I thought it was more of a hobby. You weren't there when she made that crack. You were on the damn elevator when I told you to take the damn stairs. You know, she always thought she was better than every damn body. Always. You know she was my understudy, and then I got per... Well, she was just at the right place at the right time. What's in the... Huh? Oh, how would it look daddy choking to death at work on food from home if the food isn't there but still at home? Nobody asked her how much their car cost. Who cares? I asked her, remember? Speaking of cars, if I'm putting him in my van, you'll need to drive his car and then... I already have them here. See? Devil is in the little details, Oliver. That's how they get caught. Who? Those stupid women on Snapped. This elevator is so slow. I know, but no one uses the service elevator this time of night, so it's better if we take him down this elevator. Never mind. Here it comes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm still here. Look who forgot to take their medication again. Is he talking to someone on an old rotary phone? That's not connected. Well, I was just saying, you must be very selective about the reality that you choose. Cognitive dissonance is a ghastly sedative. Well, 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 I mean, yes, it works. Come in, come in, come in. I'm on the phone with the people from Fox News. They have me on hold. Pardon me, they're back. Yes, I'm still here. Where else would I be? What I was trying to say is, when people are in unreasonable situations, their mind creates reasonable illusions. But it's not real, you see. No! No! No, 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 it's... Hello. Hello. Well, I lost them. But the truth be told, they were lost when I found them. Hmm, you two look so familiar. Have we met? We must, because I've been here since the beginning of time, it seems. Do we run in the same social loop? We see you every day. Don't engage with crazy. Oh! I engage with all sorts, my dear. Race, religion, political affiliation, age, income, sexuality. It doesn't matter to me. Now, I do gossip. 
but I am not here to judge. Although just betwixt you and me, I find in the end they're all just clowns with no makeup. But in the end, aren't we all just clowns with no makeup? No! Is this your floor? Are you getting off today? Oh, no, this is not my floor. We still have a few to go. This elevator is so slow, it's simply ghastly. And I can't be late to her fare. Everyone who's anyone will be there. And I don't want to get on her bad side. Now, I would never say it myself, but everyone else says she can be quite the... Bitch. Who's a bitch? Lady Karma. Well, that's what they say. You're right. Everyone does say that. I've seen her be perfectly vengeful in the most ghastly way for those who warrant it, of course. But I'm not here to judge. That is not my job. Oliver, push the close button. Oh, be very careful which buttons you push, my dear. It never works the way you want it to. Seems to be working now. So it is. But still, I wouldn't count on it too much if I were you. You're not him. Ollie, do you have your cell phone? Always. A cell phone? I'm afraid there are no cell phones in hell. You see, that's why I carry a landline. See? That's an old rotary phone. How astute. You know what they say, everything old is new again. What's that long cord connected to? This cord is connected to the cloud. Everything is in the cloud nowadays. Even our heads. Well, oh, this is my floor. Well, it's been delightful. Until we meet again. Hello. Hello. Oh, who was I talking about? Oh, yes. He died when he was digging that grave for that man. So I hope he dug two. I said I hope he dug two. Two graves. No, not two slaves. Who digs slaves anymore? I hope he dug two graves. One for that man and one for... Hello. Hello. The reality you choose. Ooh. <laughs> that accent. I heard he was from Compton. No cell phones in hell? God, that would be hell. Ooh, would be heaven to me. Maybe it would force people to send postcards again. What would the postcards say? Wish you were here? Oh, he pushed every button. Great. Now we're going to stop at every floor. Okay, no worries. Anyone ask, we are just moving furniture to your van. It's the things we fret about the most that rarely end up happening. You know, I was so worried about getting my cakes to church. Didn't I? 
I know, but do you think that people can change? I said no. Not at all. I've come to that conclusion. We are whoever we were on our first day of kindergarten. I stole the milk money from my teacher's desk. That wasn't the first day. I think I'm having second thoughts about doing this. I feel like I'm drowning in a sea of sadness. A sea of what? What I see is that this was all your idea. I said, call the coroner, call the coroner, call the coroner. Then you should have called the coroner. You have free will, mother, don't you? Don't we all have it? No, we don't all have it. Because free will is not free, Oliver. It costs Oliver. As a matter of fact, it's very expensive, Oliver. And sometimes, even if you can't afford it, Oliver, you can't have it. Mother, he's dead. I think I'm just realizing he's dead. Who? Daddy. Really? When did that happen? We put him in the trunk. Oh, you're being sarcastic. I'm so sorry. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't keep doing wrong and expect something right to happen, right? That's a sign of insanity. Let's just go back up, call the coroner, and call it a night. We can plan our staycation. Staycation? Oh, yes, fine. What was I thinking? Your father could never finish anything. He couldn't even finish chewing the food he started. The idiot choked on that. Why should I expect you to be able to finish anything either? Why should I expect anything from you? I guess you can't. I have to get off. Leave! You've got free will. Leave! You know, you didn't have to run all the way down and get back on the elevator with me. I know how you hate running. Oh, and did I tell you about how she said you could be a slumlord? I'm trying to help you, Georgina. We don't need that kind of help. I can do bad all by myself. Why would you want to do bad at all? Mother. I don't care if she talks about me, but don't dare talk about my child. What did she say about me? I'm not going to even repeat it. Just that you were a bad thief. Which is probably why I went to jail for stealing. I said you were working on your writing, and she said, right look, bad checks. <laughs> She's funny. As funny as a cry for help. You know, the first time I was in jail, she came to see me. She said she'd never do it again. See how she is? See? But she still gave you money for my account. I told you that. No. No, you didn't. How much? Oh, it was nothing. I mean, you can only put a few dollars on it. It would have meant something to me. That place was hell, and when you're in hell, you think everyone has forgotten you. She didn't. Daddy didn't tell you the reason he was kicking me out tonight, did he? I told him I didn't want to know. Maybe you should know. What I know is you need to stop writing bad checks. Clearly, you're not good at it. Not that you should be good at it. But like my mother would tell me, at least do something wrong right. You're right. I'm not good at it. Daddy found out that I'm better at photography. Now it's photography? Well, you are very creative. Still photography. Very still.
Did you feel that? Well, why can't you be a photographer now? Did you ever love him? Who, Daddy? Yes, of course I loved him. You say that, but... What? Just because he's stuffed in a trunk, you think I didn't love your father? <laughs> well, geez, Louise. Of course I loved him, and he loved me. Really? Yes, really. I mean, maybe not the way I needed to be loved. But what do you do then? You're stuck. You took a vow to God, and you say, for better or worse. You don't say, for 70% better and 30% worse. But if it goes the other way, shh, peace out. You're getting love confused with like. And trust me, love is different from like. Did I always like him? Did you? Hell no! I mean, how could I? How could anyone always like somebody? <sighs> oh, sometimes, though, I think, would I have liked him more if he made more money? Or more out of himself? Or, no, just more money. I definitely think I wouldn't have minded not liking him as much. But I always loved him, Oliver, the best I could. I guess I never have been an overachiever in that area. Ooh, what is that? Oh, oh shit! No. Oh, no! Oh, my God! An earthquake! We have to get off here quick. Oh. That felt like a five or a six. Push, push the emergency button. Oh! 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 Jeez. Oh. Thank God. Wait, don't push that. Don't push that emergency button. What if someone comes to rescue us and... That's the general idea. Oh, we have Daddy in the trunk. That could look bad for us, don't you think? Oh, how would they know he's in the trunk? Think it through, Georgina. You got this. Come on, think. Think. I knew we should have gone back up. I should have just gotten off, left her on. I knew it. Wait. Wait. We don't know what is on the other side. Give me a minute. We don't have a minute. It's not the earthquake that kills the most people. It's the aftershock. How do they really know that? By counting the dead bodies after they happen. Dead because of the earthquake. That's it. If plan A doesn't work, just remember there are 25 other letters in the alphabet. Help me take him out. Come on. Do what? You have really lost it. He died on the elevator during the earthquake. What? Why? I'm telling you, it's God's mulligan. The mulligans get a mulligan. Hello, this is Helen, and it's a Her great that day stupid to message. Be alive. Who wants to keep hearing the message? Oh, Helen, it's Georgina. The earthquake has the three of us stuck in the elevator at our apartment. Send help if you can. Something is wrong with Brady. I think. Did I sound distressed? Aren't you? It was an earthquake, Oliver, not the end of the world. Oh, no! Oh, here we go again! Oh, God! Oh, wait! Oh, baby! I deserve something more than nothing? Well, what about me? Speak of the devil and... I'm afraid there are no cell phones. In and hell walks in. <laughs> Although just betwixt you and... Well, what about me? They were lost when I found them. Do we run in the same social loop? We're trans affluent. You must be very selective about the reality that you choose. Don't I deserve something more than nothing? 
I'm afraid there are no cellophones in hell. It never works the way you want it to. Seems to be working now. Oh, be very careful which buttons you push. You get what you can get away with getting. It never works the way you want it to. But in the end, aren't we all just clowns? But you don't make out to be run in the same social loop. We see you Don't I deserve day. something more than nothing? What about me? Until we meet again. And I'm sure we will. Just say Brady. Well, to quote one of the greatest poets of all time, don't call it a comeback, but I hope you will after a brief message from our sponsor. Hello, I'm Alistair Justin Black from Theatre in the Black. Playwright Blaine Tima began writing Deadweight in 2016. He finished it nearly four months later. The writing of the perfect line in a great play, or the making of a line of fine fancy wines, takes time. Perfect example is Afro Eggs' new and improved Bougie Beaujolais, a red wine with notes of tang, green apple, tropical punch, black cherry, and invisible grape. It's a fancy wine for those fancy moments. What was true nearly four months ago is true today. It's five o'clock somewhere. Take life one sip at a time. You're... I'm what? What am I? <coughs> it's okay, Georgina. Calm down. I can see that, Gina. Why? What the hell happened? Yes. What the hell happened? <gasps> Is he? He's still breathing. Was it an explosion? It was an earthquake. Big. The, the aftershock. Elevator fell. Crashed. I don't know how many floors. I thought you were... Dead? Yes. I swore, I swore you were. It's okay, I'm still here. You are still here. Oliver, wake up, honey. Last thing I remember. Wake up, wake up. We were in the apartment. Wake up, honey. Last thing I remember. Oliver, wake up, honey, wake up. I was telling him to get the rest of his things and leave his key. That's the last thing you remember? Yes. That's all, nothing else? Yes. Nothing else. Yes, and then waking up here. You don't remember anything else. Nothing else. What are you, a parrot? No, why do you keep asking me that? Why is your trunk in the service elevator? The trunk? What's it doing in here? Did you give it to him for his new place? The trunk? Yes. Oh, 
Oliver came back to the apartment. Oliver came back to the apartment to take it because I gave it to him for his new place, just like you just said. Oh, thank God I did. If he hadn't, Brady, you would be dead. You see, I had stepped out to get some eggs. You don't remember that? Me getting the eggs for my cakes? No. Then what happened? You must have choked eating your dinner. But I don't know. I wasn't there. I went to get eggs. You remember me getting eggs? You just said you went to get eggs for <laughs> my cakes for church. So I wasn't there. <laughs> I don't know. So when I came back, he said we have to rush you to the hospital. Why didn't you two just call an ambulance? He said it would be faster if we took you to the hospital ourselves. You know, on this side of town, you can't expect for the coroner to come quickly, if at all. Coroner? Was I dead or passed out? I, I, I'm in ambulance. It's so hot in here. I must be having a hot flash. We were in here when the earthquake happened. Then the aftershock came and the elevator plummeted down. How did we survive that fall? He's coming too. Ollie! Oh, I'll take care of him. Figure out how to get us out of here before another aftershock Ma, really kills us what all. What happened? Are you okay? Am I dead? No. No, you're alive. We all survived. You're in shock. So don't try and speak. Just be still and listen, okay? You were right about the aftershock. It was a doozy. It's a miracle. We're all alive. All of us. We have to get out before another. Say it. Don't speak. We're trapped. But your father is working on getting us out. From heaven? <laughs> From heaven? Hell no. From right here. <gasps> Did that boy just faint? Jesus. The aftershock. You feel it? Oh, Jesus. Now I do. Oh, no. Hold on. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. 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 How many aftershocks do you think it's been? I lost count. Save your father some of that chicken, please. We don't know how long we're going to be stuck in here together. I'm glad you had the time to pack a full-course meal in your rush to get me to the emergency room. That's not what happened, Mr. Ungrateful. But regardless of why, aren't you glad I did? Imagine, we survived the aftershocks and die of starvation. Well, we survived, just like the Donner Party. Or a Dahmer dinner party. <laughs> get it? A Jeffrey Dahmer dinner party? <laughs> Imagine what he served on Thanksgiving. I know exactly what he served. All dark meat, just legs and thighs. I got his this is hell. It's a great day. Leave a message. Helen! Send help! We are still stuck down here! Why are you calling her? Call 911. I am. She was on speed dial. Damn it. 
I need something sharp. For what? To unscrew these remaining screws. Nail file, something. Get down off that trunk. I think there's a little toolkit inside the trunk. Oh, here we go. Here is my little screwdriver. How's this? This is good. There should be a ladder to climb up in the shaft, then we can try and pry the door open. Is that... Is this the necklace Aunt Helen was asking for? That's not what she was asking for. Put it back. That's their fancy, famous heirloom wedding necklace. You told her you hopped it. When was this? Tonight, when she came over. Where was I? Before you got home, you're worried about some little white lie told your aunt. You humiliated me in front of her. Oh, weren't you already humiliated when she saw you behind bars? My goodness. Hey, <laughs> what did your mother lie about this time? Aunt Helen wanted it for Lola's wedding day, and she says she hocked it to get me out of jail. You didn't know lying is one of your mother's superpowers? She can shoot lies through your mind faster than a speeding bullet. Lies more powerful than a locomotive make you think they are all your ideas with a single noun. What have I ever lied to you about? You lied until everybody I gambled your precious Hancock Park house away. You know what the truth is. Oh my God, that is ancient history. And don't we have bigger fish to fry? Like getting out of here alive? You right. Although you'd like that as long as he's here with you. Ollie, I'm sorry I fibbed. Of course, I will give her the necklace. It is a family tradition. She just made me so mad. I hope you forgive me. Like I always forgive you. <laughs> I bet after this you'll be glad to move away from us. I was doing you a favor and you ain't even know it. Good thing you were taking this old truck with you tonight. It's a lifesaver. Speaking of lifesavers, your mother told me you kinda saved my life. Kinda? You either save a life or you don't. I know what he did, Georgina. I know what you did, son. And I'll never forget it. Don't thank me, I don't deserve it. Oh, he's so modest. What he means I don't is, blame you for kicking me out. I think you've made up for it by saving his life. I don't think I did make up for it. Did I? But I am going to change my life around and do better. I guess I'll believe it when I see it. I just wonder if you have any self-respect. When they foreclosed on my house, what kind of self-respect did you have for yourself? I am so tired of you telling that same old sad story about it, how it was all my fault that we lost your house. It's true. If you hadn't done all that gambling. What's also true is that you wouldn't let me rest until I refinanced my stores to pay his bail, and then he was too coked up to show up. A hundred thousand dollars gone, but I guess if you told a full story, it would show what kind of person you really are. Oh, what kind of person am I really, Brady? Enlighten me. The kind that was secretly refinanced your house just so you could try to outdo your sister. Envy is one of those sins you always talked about, Gina. I never knew if you thought you were fooling somebody or you were just fooling yourself. Oh, and is it really your house if you swindle somebody out of it? Does that make it easier if you believe the lie? Is that what helps you hide it more carefully? What is that supposed to mean? Oh, never mind. Look, I don't want to know. We are at death's door and you got a shovel digging up dust from the past. Will you just get us out of this hellhole before everything else comes crashing down on us? <laughs> See, son, she got dunked in that pool of holy water at that church and your mother still can't come clean. Come clean. I should just...
They were genuinely glad to see me. Me. No one's been genuinely glad to see me in so long, I forgot what it felt like. Who? Marissa's parents. When did you see them? At Marissa's funeral. I don't know why people trust me. Oh, people know you have a good heart. My heart is rancid through and through, but but I can change. What are you talking about? I took the picture of Marissa dead in the bathroom, and I took the picture of her in the casket and sold it to Celebrity Gossip News. That's why he was kicking me out. He found out. Is that all? I mean... Is that all? That's not enough for you? I mean, I think it's in very poor taste, but... But what? I swear, your delusions of adequacy in regard to him compared to your delusion of grandeur for yourself never cease to astonish me. Uh, let's not be hypocrites on top of everything else. I mean, we all sit around watching shows like Celebrity Gossip News, feeding off of people's misery. Yes, me included. It's become entertainment. And doesn't it somehow make us feel just a little better that someone is suffering more than we are? It's the culture we all live in now. I mean, it's the reason we have a reality star in the White House. Who the hell did I marry? Exactly. That show also, it's horrible. Watching other people suffering is entertainment. What I am trying to say is, it's not illegal. You could even say it was a bit entrepreneurial. <laughs> Everyone does it. Hear that, son? Everyone does it. Is that what they told you in prison the first time you had to take a shower? Bend over and spread them cheeks wide open. But you're crying for a look. Everyone does it. Is that what they said to you? And did that make it feel okay? You are a vulgar man. Anyway, people have won awards for the same thing. I read online about this acclaimed photographer. Oh, what was his name? He took a photo of a buzzard waiting for this poor starving child to die of starvation. He won the Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> what was his name? What, Kevin Carter? They made a movie about him because... Kevin Carter, yes, that's his name. They gave him the Pulitzer Prize, a Pulitzer for that, and a movie. See, I didn't know about the movie. Look at that. He committed suicide because he didn't help that little girl. Oh, really? I didn't have time to read the whole article. Facts are such horrid things. My point is, it's not right what you did, but perhaps something good can come out of it. I know. You should make a donation to my church, you know, to atone. You can bid on my cakes, anonymously, of course. He got paid $15,000 for selling those pictures of Marissa on the toilet and in her casket. He could make a nice donation, Gina. Oliver, I think you should bid at least $5,000. What? Hell, for $15,000, I would have pulled out my phone and snapped some photos. Oh, God, $15,000. $5,000. That would make a significant donation. Oh, wait. Tell her what you did with it, son. I used it to buy cocaine. I thought I could flip it, you know, like they do with the houses on HGTV. Unfortunately, instead of flipping it, he was sniffing it. Oliver! It's not my fault. I have a drug problem. It's a disease. No. You are the disease. A cancer. You're a lying, lazy, drug-addicted, incompetent, drug-dealing thief! I mean, when you put it like that... You are the albatross around my neck. Albatross? Like a piece of jewelry. 
A necklace. Just hateful and spiteful, just like your father was. He wanted me to have an abortion, and I should have listened. What? I never said I wanted you to have an abortion. Huh? I don't know why I said that. It's not true. See, you two are making me crazy. You're making me lose my mind. I need air. Do you feel that? Oh, oh, wait, here we go. There's another one. Will the three mulligans be able to put their differences aside in order to escape? Or are three mulligans one too many? Find out after a brief word from our sponsor. Okay, we are back in five, four, three, two, one. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Baby Daddy Day on the Alex Winter Show. Welcome back. Please welcome Brady. Brady says his wife, Georgina, has consistently acted in bad faith over the course of their marriage, and now he wonders if his son, Oliver, is actually his biological son. Brady, after 25 years, why are you questioning if Oliver is yours? I love my wife. I've done everything I could to keep her in the lifestyle that she thinks she deserves, but it's never enough. I want to say... I can't say it. I can't say it on TV. I'm sorry. You can't say what? My wife is two-faced and both faces lie like the devil since day one. <gasps> no! Since day one. Really? Where did you meet and how did she lie? I met her at the Snooty Fox Motor Lodge on Western in 41st. The Snooty Fox? For those of you not from Los Angeles, the Snooty Fox is a type of hotel establishment where you can rent by the hour. Toot toot! Hey, beep, beep, if you get my 70s reference. I had just opened my very first video store across the street, and over at the Snooty Fox, they were shooting a music video for this rapper called Gerardo. You mean Rico Suave? He was huge. That's what she said. I let them use my parking lot for craft services, so I'm behind the counter and the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen walked in. Georgina? Hell no, Georgina was behind her. The beautiful girl was a regular at the Snooty Fox. Georgina came to the counter and wanted a box of Nihilators. Oh, I used to love Nihilator. My favorite was Black Cherry. Black Cherry, that was the name of the girl from the Snooty Fox, but she was meeting a client. Don't look at me. <laughs> well then, what happened? I chatted Georgina up instead, and I gave her the now latest, but in retrospect, now, I wish I would have told her later, because Georgina had this long, sad story about how she just got replaced with the director's girlfriend, and now they just wanted her to shimmy in the background. She said she had danced in a Firebird or something, and she was real proud of that. I thought she was dancing in a Pontiac Firebird, but she said it was some ballet. So the Firebird was asked to do the funky chicken at the Snooty Fox. <laughs> After we started dating, I found out she was hired as an extra from the start. Sounds like she was extra from the start. Okay, let's bring out Georgina to hear her side of the story. 
Regina. America wants to know. Are you a firebird or a funky chicken? Did I dance the lead in Stravinsky's Firebird? And he knows he's my baby daddy. I mean, he knows he's the father of our child. I was a virgin when we met. A virgin of what? At the Snooty Fox? Yes, I was a professional dancer. He's just doing all this to humiliate me and drag me down to the gutter with him. You see, when we met, I lived with my parents in Hancock Park. That's where I was raised. My father was a very well-known architect. When my parents passed away, I inherited the estate. Once we were married, he gambled us into debt, and we lost the house my father designed and built. It was tragic. And then he moved us just south of Wilshire. Just south? I heard any further south of Wilshire, you would have needed a passport. Hello! <laughs> I was once a prima ballerina. You're actually the much older sister of famed premier ballerina Helen Summer, right? Uh, not that much older, Alex. But yes, we are sisters. And it is true that with my ballet training, I was asked to dance for many artists' videos and legendary Ecuadorian-American rapper, actor, and singer Gerardo was among them. Ooh, what was the song? Huh? I beg your pardon, the what? What was the name of the song used in the video at the Snooty Fox? <laughs> it was so long ago. I can't remember the name. It was called Make That Backdoor Booty Do, but his label never released it because it was so whack. So it sounds like Backdoor Booty Do laid a great big duty at the Snooty Fox. Don't look at me. But seriously, regardless of the outcome, I hope you two can work it out because this is the only family baby Oliver has known. Are you ready? Here are the results. When it comes to little Oliver, you are that baby's daddy. Woo! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was wrong. I'm sorry. See, I told you. You put me through all this. I told you. I am so sorry. I always forget to put these reading glasses on. Oh, here we go. It says, you are not that baby's daddy. What? I knew it. I knew it. Where my baby? <laughs> well, cockle doodle doozy. When did the firebird turn into the funky chicken? Or was it all a dream? Like something you'd read in Word Up magazine? Find out after a brief word from our sponsor. Hello, it's Alistair Justin Black from Theater in the Black. While in quarantine, I just finished reading the audacious and hilarious novel entitled Shady by Blaine Teeper. 
and I'm trying to decide now where to place it in my vast collection of books. You see, it has deception and psychological tension and all the evil of a classic thriller. It's part Walter Mosley and part Agatha Christie mystery novel. But in Zilver Who Done It, it's more like a Who Done Did It Now. Spinning a tale of deceit, sex, humor, and race, Tima brings us the story of a southern town called Shady, where evil is not easy to get rid of. Go today to Amazon or wherever you order books online and get Shady. That's the scariest I've ever been. This is Tanya Pinkins, and you're listening to the Afro-Existential Podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network. And welcome back to the conclusion of Dead Weight, a journey in Afro-Existentialism. What? 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 I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh, Lord. Oh, I have the worst nightmare. He left us. your Dad! Did he leave us down here? Pop? What? There's a sliver of light, Oliver. I'm gonna need you up here with me. <sighs> you get on my shoulders, I can hoist you up the ladder, and you can pull me up. It's gonna take both of us to pull the door open once we get up there. It's pitch black in here. Georgina, is the light on your phone still working? No! It's out! It's dead! Okay, okay, we can make our way without it. We will just follow the light. Come on, Oliver. Be careful. Okay, you sit tight. What's wrong with you? I'm afraid. Afraid of what? We'll be fine. Don't leave me down here by myself. Open the door and come right back. We'll be right back, Dina. Relax. I'm going to hoist you up to that ladder. Okay, on three. One, two, three. Got it. Okay, take my hand. Okay, go up. I'm right behind you. You two be careful. Hurry up. How's it going? Okay, we're up. Okay, it's opening. It's not your fault. The earthquake knocked you into him. He must have lost his balance in the dark. He fell. It is not your fault. Where'd she put it? How much is that now? How much is that? It is not your fault. I didn't push him. You didn't push who? You! You contemplating pushing me? 
Glad you thought about it because I'll be the last person you ever push. I can guarantee you that much. I'd have no qualms about knocking you the fuck out. No, 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 not you. The trunk. How did it? I told you to be gone before your mother got back. Ma, she's coming back? It's gonna kill her when I tell her I just found some more of your stash. I just flushed it down the toilet. You just don't care about this family. You don't care about anybody except yourself. Jesus, are you high now? I told you when you said you were getting clean the last time, I said, I don't mind carrying you, but don't drag your feet. That's all you do now. And you're not dragging us down with you. Like dead weight. That's what you are, dead weight. Dragging everybody down. Dead? Wait, what's happening? I don't know what's wrong with me. You're a sociopath or a psychopath, whichever one is worse. That's what's wrong with you. You just feel free to go around doing whatever you want to whoever you want and don't give two fucks about the consequences. You got that honest. That's how your mother is. This is the end of the road for you. When you're done, leave your key. I want you out before your mother gets back. I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear from you. You're dead to me. I think you're right. I am. I just keep doing the same thing over and over. So let's get on with it. And once again, the $300 million Powerball numbers are 3, 6, 21, tickets. Wait, shoot. And once again, the $300 million Powerball numbers are 3, 6, 21. I won. I won. I won. $300 million. Oh, my God. I won. This is fabulous. I can't believe it. Oh, my God. I won. I won. I won. Where can I hide this ticket so Helen won't find it with her snooping nosy ass? Here we go. This picture of her parents on top of the TV in her damn Don't Touch Brady Waterford glass frame. No, excuse me. Waterford crystal frame. Not like she ever dust anything around this anyway. Hello? Fiona, baby? Yeah? You sitting down? Yeah. Listen, I gotta talk real quick before Gina gets back. Wait. My wife, Gina. Who is this? Who do you think this is? Well, let me tell you who it is. The man that just won the $300 million Powerball. Are you for Yes. Real? I swear for God. <laughs> you lying. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Stop screaming. Listen. Listen. Baby doll. Listen. Fiona. I'm about to hang up on your ass. I need to hide this lotto ticket. Pack one suitcase in your passport. I'll pick you up at 9 a.m. We getting the hell out of here forever, just you and me. I'll be ready. I'm telling you, man, God is good. All the time, yes, yep, all the time. Yes, he is. yes. I gotta go. I hear it coming. You get your dinner. Churches. Help yourself. Oh, no thank you. Ollie's stuff is still here. Is he coming back? I'm going to ask him to stay. I decided. 
You decided over my dead body. You've done everything we can for him. Do you know I just flushed a whole bag of... I told you, I don't want to know, and I don't care. He's our son, and we are not throwing him out. I do not care if you don't care. You're going to hear with your pressure. <gasps> Brady, are you okay? Oh, my God. Let me get some water. <coughs> you know, Brady, <laughs> I wish you wouldn't always talk with food in your mouth. Nobody wants to see all that. And no one is in that much of a hurry to hear anything you have to say. Trust me. <laughs> you need to drink more water. I saw online that a man should drink 13 cups a day. Not beer or soda or tea. Water. Do you know, I went all the way down to the market and forgot eggs. <laughs> How can I make a cake without some eggs? Do you need anything while I'm out? Oh, you want the TV on? Okay, sweetie. I'll be right back. If you think of anything you need, just text me. Oh, look, it's your program. Honestly, I don't know how you can watch these shows. I mean, when did other people's misery become entertainment? <laughs> All right, I'll be right back, baby. Mm -hmm. On this episode of Who the Hell Did I Marry? This time. No. Well, I must say, this has me all choked up. <laughs> but do not fret. They get to keep on doing it over and over until no. they do it differently. A very wise man once said, cognitive dissonance is a ghastly sedative. Whatever did he mean by that? It's when we ignore the hard facts and take the blue pill so we can remain sedated in blissful ignorance. A perfect example. A long time ago, there was a man that told anyone that would come to his house that his uh, elephant was stolen. Even while he had the elephant in the house. He repeated it enough times until all the people that wanted to come to the house agreed. And it made them feel very uneasy until they were very angry. So much so, they never ever mentioned the elephant that was in the room. Well, that's all for now. This has been Alistair Justin Black for Theater in the Black.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 